This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello, Mindful Medicine listeners. I'm Dr. Holly Lucille. Thank you so much once again for spending part of your day with us. Listen, I don't know about your social media feed, but certainly after the pandemic, mine has been flooded with how to drink less. There's many different programs and products. And then there are also people that are like, hey, you can drink as much, but you can take this to not feel the effects. Like it's just been almost like this new category of targeting. And certainly there has been an uptick I've seen in uh, substance use and substance abuse disorder. And we all know that the mental health stats in the United States continue to tell an alarming story. There was a study in 2022 that found 40% of participants suffered symptoms of depression or anxiety, and this is up from 2019, while more than 23 million Americans are reporting having a substance use disorder. So there's no question that we are turning to substances and addiction to escape many different things. So I've got somebody who's gonna talk about redefining sobriety. And she's a 10-year Navy veteran. Her name is Colleen Ryan Hensley. And she developed a program called Hashtag Binging Sober. And this is a program we're going to get into and talk about, but it's to help people cope with their own depression, their alcohol abuse, and PTSD from many different things. So Colleen, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Holly. Yeah. So this is a big issue. Like I said, you know, my social media feeds are full of just this topic. I mean, every single, you know, I, I'm pretty much on social media, maybe seven, seven, seven seconds a day. But it was amazing and kind of alarming to me that this is kind of a new category to be targeted at, um, or that people are developing programs and products and such. But let's talk about hashtag binging sober. Uh, tell me about it. Sure. Well, it's a process that I've used myself for over 20 years to manage my own mental health challenges. Like you said, I was in the Navy. Prior to that, I suffered from depression in my adolescence. Uh, my parents were going through a divorce. I lost my grandfather, who was the inspiration for uh, for my Navy service. So he was a really big support system in my life. And I joined the Navy at 21 when I felt, you know, physically and mentally ready to do that. But before that, I'd started using alcohol pretty young, like around 15 or 16 to avoid these feelings of depression. Because back then, you know, in the, the 80s, we weren't talking about any of this. Nobody knew really what, you know, what was happening with me. My parents didn't understand. I didn't understand. Um, and we really weren't embracing mental health care as we are now. I mean, we still have a long way to go, but we really weren't. And so when I joined the Navy, I really embraced the mental toughness aspect of the military. And I was just an unfeeling robot for, for 11 years, which made me a great sailor. But during that time, I was still abusing alcohol as, you know, a subculture of American society. The Navy also, you know, alcohol was extremely accessible, socially acceptable, and it's, you know, it's poison. So, you know, I was I was abusing that mostly. And uh, I did I I 
I have PTS from an assault that I experienced in the military over 20 years ago. And I tell you that because that mental toughness, it's my mission to redefine mental toughness because the way that we see it right now um, with resilience being the main thing is really only half of the story. And I say that because that is what kept me from healing. That's what kept me burying this trauma for 15 years. I buried it, Holly. And so it was wreaking havoc on my life, on my mental health. And I continued to look for escapes following the military. I left in 2012. So it's been a while. I got an advanced degree in performance psychology, you know, studying methods for peak performance and studying mental toughness studying mental toughness and what it's, you know, through all of this and through all of my healing journey, the way that that's related to hashtag binging sober is because the mental toughness aspect of our society, this idea that we have to be resilient and rub some dirt on it and get back in the game is necessary to thrive in stressful situations, right? In, in stressful environments, but life is stressful. And if we're not turning around and going back to residual, you know, painful feelings, discomfort, trauma, those are often the triggers, whether unconsciously or not, that are that are that are pushing us to escape to these accessible, you know, things that we have available to us in excess, even more so following the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, and you know. Obviously, you know, we can talk about alcohol and you're right, it's poison. You know, it's like one of the messages that are out there right now is like, you know how people go, turn to alcohol for celebration. It's like, oh my gosh, congratulations. You got a promotion. Let's go get a drink. And the the turning it on its head is like, oh, congratulations. Let's go poison ourselves. <laughs> you yes, know? Exactly. But there are other exactly. things as, yeah, but there are other things, as you say, we can binge on um shopping. We can binge on uh, social media. We can binge on um, Netflix. We can binge on TV and shows. A a lot of different things to take us away and escape. And certainly you being through the military and then having that um, assault that you have post-traumatic stress from, those are big things. But other people are are dealing just with, oh my gosh, uh, losing a job because of the pandemic or the kids being home and not knowing what to do about Childcare or uh, people being in each other's space where they're not used to it, right? So couples that were just fine, but all of a sudden spending 24-7 together, that's an issue. And so there's a lot of things that people are ducking and weaving and trying to avoid. Yeah, and we all do it. We, I, we all do it in one way or another. And when it comes to hashtag binging sober, I like to look at escapisms on a spectrum from habitual escapisms. So that's where it's toxic. And now there are inherently toxic escapisms. For example, you know, alcohol, like we're talking about alcohol, illicit drugs. There, There are preservatives and additives in our food that are chemical and toxic inherently. And then, you know, we go to the other end of the spectrum where there is purposeful escape. We, it's it's natural that we want to escape. We are trying to... Uh, change our mental state and improve our mental state. But we oftentimes use these things that do the exact opposite 
They just feel right in the moment because that's what we've been taught. That's what we've practiced. That's what our routine is, all of the above. But there are, you know, in that middle of that spectrum is everything that we're talking about. It's social media. There's there's binge eating. There's binge watching. We have almost a million television shows streaming right now since the pandemic. I mean, it's mind blowing. And so there's so much of this. I know. Isn't that crazy? There's so much of this. There's just so much access. Those things are not inherently toxic. Those things become toxic in the amount, the frequency that we use them, how they impact our lives and our judgment of ourselves when we use them. Yeah, because I want to get more into the program in and of itself and, and how you developed it and how it works when somebody... But I was what I was going to say is... Um, you know, we talked about at the top of the show, the mental health statistics that are, that is, that are continuing to tell this alarming story, right? And what's so interesting, not interesting, but when we've got mental health challenges and we go to what feels good, which is ducking and weaving some of our feelings and not being able to tolerate them, what ends up happening is everything gets worse. Nothing really gets better. It's a temporary fix. It's that whole Band-Aid analogy when there's a gaping wound that's happening. And so, you know, and uh, people are losing their lives and they're losing, you know, their livelihoods. And so that's why I really want to get into this program that you've developed because it seems like um, a, a, a program of moderation and balance and getting people to actually tolerate their feelings as well. Yes. So hashtag binging sober is about gaining awareness, control, and balance of the things that you're leaning on to escape. I found in, now I say I've been practicing this for 20 years because I started in the Navy. I didn't, wasn't really aware that I was doing this at the time, but because I had time at sea, I had time without the escapisms. So I started to notice that this connection to myself was better while I was at sea. Now, of course, that's very dramatic. All of us can't get, you know, to a boat and go out to sea to escape those things. But I took those, I took that, that habit, that routine with me post Navy and started to abstain from these things that I was using. Now, I found that in just 24 hours, that is enough to create the space to make that connection with yourself that is vital to the outcome that is self-regulation. All of these escapisms, they're just, they're just destroying our ability to self-regulate. And in my experience, that's because we are completely just devastating the connection to ourselves and to each other and to the world. So it's a matter of reconnecting to ourselves. And with hashtag binging sober, so like I said, a sober binge is 24 hours plus of abstaining from something that you're leaning on. Over time in practice, I've discovered that the more that you do this, so you can, a lot of times, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, Holly, if we're if we're using one escapism, like say we're drinking and then we're drinking while we're watching, binge watching TV, and then we're grabbing unhealthy foods with preservatives while we're watching TV, it's it's shown that BMI of people that that binge watch TV is typically 25% higher than those that that report not binge watching TV. 
because all of these things are very, very connected. Oh, that's just piling on. Yeah. 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 And, and when it comes sure. to... I mean, you could see the slippery slope. Uh-huh. And I was just going to say that. We hear in these statistics on mental health, suicide, we hear this, they were caught in a downward spiral. That is the spiral. It's this leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. And I myself have struggled with suicidal thoughts. And so... I'm a huge advocate for mental health therapy. I've, I've had amazing breakthroughs with therapy. If you told me that you would pay me a million dollars or even $10 million to not go to therapy the rest of my life, I would tell you absolutely not. Like it is the greatest thing that anyone can do for themselves. And so, you know, I have, now I see that spectrum, that downward spiral that, those thoughts, first of all, we need to talk about them. We can see in the suicide rates. The more that we talk about them, the more that people will feel comfortable talking about them. And to me, through therapy, it has become just a giant red flag of, hey, what are you doing? What are you consuming? What have you, you know, like it's it's a red flag for me to look at myself and, and what those escapisms are that I've been, you know, caught in a downward spiral that have taken me down this far. And so hashtag binging sober is a point system. It's a way to tailor, to first gain awareness of the escapisms that you're using and the impact, the true impact it has on your life. Because a lot of us, especially if you're on that one end of the spectrum where it's habitual escapism, you might not even be aware that it is impacting you at all because it's so accessible and so acceptable. So we don't even consider some of these things as being the big the big threat to our mental health that they are. So when we back off, we're able to see the true impact through this process and you assign points and it's very individual. The process is very individualized because it has to be. What impacts me in one way might impact you in a completely different way. We're very, you know, different physiologically, genetically, in the perspectives and the judgments we have of ourselves in the world and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it has to be very, very individualized. But you also gain awareness of the things that you can do to reverse the impact of what you've done should you decide to escape. So in that way, it creates, it makes something that's so abstract into something more tangible and that's how, that's where I brought this process in the past, like three to five years as I've really started to formalize it is, okay, I want to see something tangible. Like I want to know, <laughs> I want to be able to calculate how these things are impacting me. And that's where the points came from. So there are tools that go along with this process. Well, that, and, yeah, I want to just yeah. um, pop in here because, um, no, no, I, I so th- You've developed this, and, and I've said this before in my show. You know, the the guests that I love the most are people that um, have produced something that has come from their own experience, right? So it's like in your bones, and that yeah. you've oh been gosh, able yes. to do something for yourself with your own awareness, and then create something to give back and to give resources to people. And so, for our listeners, I want to definitely tell them they can go like be, and you can tell talk you know, obviously more to this, but to find out more about hashtag binging sober and the program, um, 
you can check out Colleen's website, bingingsober.com. I just went to Armored Grace and you can get to it that way. But, you know, I think it's incredible about the point system because um, I I think that people enjoy that. Like when things are sort of quote unquote gamified, I guess is the word. And and you can see Mm -hmm. your progress and you can wake up instead of, you know, sort of like, ugh your forehead to your hand, you know, thinking about yet another day that went by and you lost some time or you lost, you know, uh, just some activity or you just kind of, you know, as you, as you're talking about, you just kind of just checked out. Um, and then, but you could wake up and say, oh my gosh, look at all the points I've gotten from these behaviors that I'm learning and I'm starting to tolerate my feelings. And so I, I think that's great. And the beautiful part of it is, is that, I've noticed over time that I want to escape to the binging sober. So the binges, the sober binges kind of naturally get longer, (laughs) the longer they get longer and longer because you're associating now this part, like this point, these points with a feeling like, Ooh, this feels, this feels pretty good. I actually feel clear headed and energetic. And I actually feel like I can manage the day that's coming at me. And so you start to associate, oh, this this positive too feels really good because mind you, I'm talking about balance just at a zero. If you can imagine just zero being sobriety, being like a contentment, a clear-headedness, a, a, a childlike curiosity, a childlike joy, like having a clear head like you did when you were a child. I think about that a lot because that's how it feels. And so that is the goal is just a zero. It's not really being a positive 10 or, a, you know, it's we're not... I I know that we all conceptualize happiness and bliss and those kinds of things in a lot of different ways. And to me, in practicing this over time, I'm feeling my best around a zero. And I think that it just makes things so manageable. And like you said, you know, if I wake up and I see that, oh, my points took me to a positive two and I am or a negative two and I'm not feeling very good, you'll start to associate those things too. So you're really retraining these pathways in your brain to like understand that this equals this, this feeling in myself or this amount of energy in, you know, to take on the day versus this does not. Like that glass of wine three days ago took me way off track and now I'm still trying to get back to zero. So it's, it's really this really keen awareness of these things that we do. Yeah, it's almost like having kind of a continuous glucose monitor on, right? So yeah, you can start yeah. to see, yeah. like when you have a continuous yeah. glucose monitor on, you can see when you eat this or that or drink this or that, what your metabolic health is like and what your, what your blood sugar is like. And then this seems like it's almost like this energetic monitor in the same way where if you track your behaviors and you start associating points with it, you can actually sort of see that. (laughs) So it's amazing. So I want to ask you, I know you're a candidate and yeah, for a certified mental performance coach, are you available for people to work one-on-one with? Tell, Tell me about that. Well, right now, for the next three months, I'm really focusing on getting hashtag binging sober out to the world. So a lot, so my time is dedicated to that. But I will go back to seeing uh, clients one on one in a few months. Yes. Great. Well, that's great. So, okay. So I'm hoping that we're getting, helping to get the word out because I know people need it. This seems, this program seems different than abstinence. It seems different than, okay, I'm just need to stop drinking. It's actually having these longer periods of, of abstaining. Yes. 
from what has been taking you away from yourself and your feelings and from your past and your history and everything, all those little monsters that, you know, <laughs> live beneath our, our, our caps in a sense. And, and allowing you to have more, more, I think, you know, a purposeful contact with yourself. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Purposeful contact with yourself. That's 100% it. And so again, gaining that awareness. And so I do hope that you know, mindful listeners, again, thank you for being here. And if anybody needs some help and wants to actually, as Colleen said, start binging on something healthy and getting into understanding your behavior and what you're actually ducking and weaving from, from an emotional perspective and increase your mental health instead of poisoning it. Um, the new website just launched bingingsober.com. You can go to, um, easy to sign up, right? Yes, absolutely. It's very clear on the website, how to sign up. All right. Excellent. So, okay. Instead of just going, sitting on the couch, pouring that glass of wine, instead of that, maybe just give yourself an opportunity to do something different. Go to um, bingingsober.com, sign up and start tracking yourself and gain some awareness. Um, Colleen, thank you so much for sharing your past, uh, what you've gone through, the product that you developed because of it. And hopefully we can help open people's minds to doing a little bit better when it comes to our mental health. And mindful listeners, again, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time.